Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me. Welcome back to my podcast, Grab It Bizarre Sex News. It's the month of March, and I hope everyone has had a terrific month. There was Mardi Gras, and then there was St. Patrick's Day, so there were plenty of holidays to let your hair down and have fun with your lover or your loved ones. So today's episode is going to be a little different. Today, I'm going to be reading and responding to some of these questions that I get asked, so I hope everyone enjoys this today. I'm first going to start this broadcast off and say, if you are under the age of 18, you should definitely not be listening to this podcast. So our first letter is from a female in Wisconsin, and she writes, Dear Jessica, how do I tell my parents I'm involved in sex work? Now, as a sex worker, this is a tough situation. I'd like to compare it to coming out or um, dating someone who you know your parents wouldn't approve of. You really want to do it very carefully. You want to make sure that you are being honest and you want to also make sure that you're not going to trigger any um, fights or anything like that. So you may want to do it in a public place, but not too public. And... If you feel like, you know, well, that's a little too much, then maybe you need to write them a letter and send it off to them. And, you know, hey, mom, dad, um, this is my choice. Because I don't think people realize that sex work is exactly what it says at the end of that career title. It's work. So regardless of how they feel about it, always let them know, hey, I'm going to be paying taxes. I'm going to be in a safe work environment. And you also want to know why they are against it. And that's really a key is communication. Make sure that you're communicating effectively enough to where they can understand your side and and you can understand theirs. With that being said, sometimes when you say things like this, your family gets really upset and Sometimes it can cause a sever where you don't see them. So this is where when you do this, you really want to make sure that you also have a really good support system. So if you need to bring a friend with you, if you need to have that friend when you write that letter, that's going to be your key to getting through this is having a strong support system, whether that's one friend, two friends, whether that's someone spending the night with you when you decide to do this. So that way, you know, you have someone that's there physically there for you, but it's a very touchy subject and people get very weird about it. So you want to make sure that you do it in the safest way possible for everyone involved. And you also want to make sure that you do it in a loving way. Like you don't want to get in an argument and be like, yeah, well, F you, I'm, I'm a stripper. <laughs> or F you, I'm a porn star. You don't want to do that. You want to make sure that they understand that this is a choice for you, that you also have a goal, 
that you understand the dangers like most people think when you get into sex work that you know you're simple-minded or you're edel-brained or it's fast money and you know it is fast money but you have to be able to know when you're going to start this when you're going to get out of this and what you're leading up to what is this money going towards is this money going towards my schooling is this money going towards me starting a business getting a home why am I doing this and I think that's the key is making sure that people understand that you're being smart with your choice because a lot of us make very silly choices and we are not thinking we're doing it out of an emotion we're doing it out of anger out of fear out of lust out of this make sure that your intention is made very clear to the people that you're coming out about and once you come out to the people that mean it the most um they will rally around you i came out to my parents um immediately and i wanted them to know what was going on and i wanted them to understand that this was my journey and i needed to be honest with everybody and everybody rallied around me everybody supported me and you know nothing was made um weird about it you know it wasn't like oh <laughs> here comes a porn star in the family you know every time we get together there's some shady shit moving down it's never been like that so as long as you are confident and you exude that you know this is my career and I'm smart with this decision and it's gotten me xyz and they can see that as well then they'll be you know kind of okay with it but you always want to make sure number one you have a really good support system that's a really great question really good question thank you for asking it second letter comes from Houston, Texas. It's from a male. Um, he writes, my fiance always brags about my oral sex skills. She does it so much that now it is straight embarrassing and annoying. I love her. So of course I tolerate it. But when it comes time for her to give me oral pleasure, she has only done it twice in our six year relationship and rarely wants sex. When I have approached her about this in the past, she acts like a five-year-old. What should I do? First off, I just want to go, wow, six years, only two times? You poor, poor man. <laughs> you poor, poor man. All right, um, so there's a lot going on in this letter. So first off, I want to say on behalf of, you know, your fiance, congratulations, you are you got them skills that pay them bills. Woo, honey. And she seems excited about it and she lets everyone know. So, yes. And, <laughs> you know, hey, if you've told her to stop and she doesn't, maybe that's just one of her little quirks that she does. And if you can handle that when you guys get married, because, you know, always remember that this is your fiance and you guys will be married so the things that just kind of oh it's cute annoying when you're married it's gonna be like oh my effing goodness if she doesn't cut this shit out I am gonna lose it so just you know remember that so that so then um 
the other thing about giving and receiving oral pleasure. Um, she's only done it twice in um, your six-year relationship and rarely wants sex. So I have to ask this question. When did this become okay for you? And you may have to ask yourself that question. Because for me, if we're in a relationship, it would be us making sure that we have a healthy sex life. And a healthy sex life means that both parties are sexually satisfied in whatever sexual constraints or, you know, um, things that you guys have laid out. So I'm going to assume since you guys have been together for six years and that she really wants sex, that you are okay with this. But I also want to say by this letter that you're not okay with this. So you see my dilemma. So I'm going to say that um, you guys need to really have an open, honest conversation. And you said that you have approached her about this in the past and she acts like a five-year-old. So now I think since you've already did this, and I'm probably going to get a lot of slack for saying this, I think you should leave. I think you should call off the engagement and I think you should leave. And you're going to say, but Jessica, I'm going to leave and everybody's going to be upset and it's going to be this humongous uproar and oh, they're going to eat me alive. And they could or they couldn't, you know what I mean? This could be a wake up call for your fiance. Because again, this is a fiance. This isn't a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship. This isn't us newly dating and I got to tell you how I like my sexual preferences. This is someone who you know intimately for six years and you've known them so well that they have captured your heart and now you are, you have proposed to them and you guys have set a date and you guys will be married and you guys will have children, so forth, so on, yada, yada, yada in the book of life. So with that being said, when you stop all of that, it has it has a jarring effect of waking people up because she sounds like she knows exactly what she has. If she is bragging to everybody that you got them skills to pay the bills, she knows what she's got. But she also knows that maybe she has the upper hand as long as she is satisfied. And then you also may need to look into her relationship history. Has she been with sexually selfish men? Has she been with men who were not oral, you know, orally pleasuring her? And this is her relationship of, I'm going to make sure that I'm always the one that's being satisfied in this relationship. And do you want to be a part of that relationship? You know what I mean? You got to go further than that. And then on top of that, if it's not that, then you need to ask, did she have some kind of, you know, sexual scarring in her life or was she sexually abused in any shape, form or fashion where it makes it where, you know, oral sex is the only population stimulation that she enjoys. So there's a lot of things going on. But again, if she's not willing to talk about them, when you just approach her, you being able to go ahead and say, this engagement is off. And of course, she's going to say why. And you can say, because I need answers. I need to know why in our six-year relationship, you rarely want sex and why you rarely want to give me oral sex, even though I give you the greatest sex of your life. 
and you need to be honest with me or we cannot continue this relationship. And I think, you know, that seems to be the key with any real relationship. A relationship, you know, is rarely about sex. You know, people act like sex is the most important thing in a relationship, but actually communication, trust, commitment, those are more important. And her being able to give you those answers and her being honest with you, being committed to you, making sure that you're happy and communicating that, that's what marriage is about. So I hope you liked my answer. I know it's not the answer that you thought it would be, but I really think that if you do this, I think that, you know, either way you're going to end up happy. I don't think this will be the end of the world for you. And if you got them skills, you're going to be moving up and onward. <laughs> Our third and final letter of this episode is from a male in California. So let's give it up for Callie. He writes, Hi, Jessica. I am a successful businessman. I love fitness and I am a pillar in my community. I have several relationships in my life that have left me heartbroken and downright feeling used and excuse my language fucked over. I dated one woman for two years only to find out she was marrying a coworker of mine. Yikes. (laughs) I dated another who constantly cheated on me and lied double yikes though I remained faithful oh these are just to name a few in all of this I have become jaded and no longer trust or even enjoy the company of women one thing about you Jessica is that you are always positive and uplifting oh that's the sweetest thing I don't know how I feel about that comment all right He then goes on to write, I want to heal and move forward and let go of what is turning into hatred for women. I know there's a queen out there waiting for me because I am a good man and a king. What should I do? First off, on behalf of every good woman out there i am so sorry that you have run across a slew of bad women i'm i'm so sorry and first and foremost i just want to say don't give up don't ever give up because usually right when you think you're about to give up that's usually when your miracle your breakthrough whatever you want to call it comes through the door just like that so i want to say to you First off, I'm sorry. Second off, don't give up. Um, I myself have, you know, been through the, you know, found out, you know, someone was married. And I think most people have. And we just want married people. Just married people, be truthful, please. And stop the shenanigans. It's just shenanigans. Like, you're dragging someone's life when you're playing this fantasy. And it's really hurtful. But enough, enough of my tangent. So um, the women who cheat, and I I hope, I really want to say cheating, don't take it personal. Cheating is never about you. 
even if they say your sex is horrible, this and that, this and that, it's not about you. That's their opinion. It's not how you feel about yourself. And it's also can be used as an excuse. You understand? So always remember a cheater's going to cheat, you know, cheater's going to cheat, going to cheat, just like haters going to hate, you know, that's the nature of the beast. Um, and I commend you for being a faithful man. I commend you for your loyalty because loyalty is something that is lacking in this day and age. So in all of this, I hope you understand that you are a good person and that you are kind and that I see that in you. So I want you to continue to try to look at the silver lining in these clouds. And I want you to just be, to be as uplifting and positive as you believe that I am, because that will get you through some of the darkest times. And it sounds like this is one of those dark times. I would say, you know, what you need to do, because your question is, what do you need to do in order for you to heal and move forward? And when I was a youngster, I used to hold grudges and I would hold like mafia style grudges. I'd be like, yeah, you know, you did this to me. I'm going to do this to you. And that's just how life is. Bada bing, bada boom. Realest girl in the room kind of stuff. And as I got older, I realized I'm the only one holding these grudges. I'm the only one holding on to all of this baggage. And it is, it makes you feel heavy. And once I let go, and once I asked for forgiveness, I was able to move forward. So I really want you to work on that. I want you every morning to just ask for forgiveness. You know what I mean? Like, just, you know, forgive those women. You know, I forgive them. I forgive you. And I want you to also look at it as a lesson. Each woman gave you a lesson. And not just a hurting, but a lesson. And once you can get through that hurt, you'll see the lessons and always go back to it. And okay, well, this one taught me definitely not to trust this behavior because if they're doing X, Y, and Z, I know for sure that this is X, Y, and Z. And then this one, you know, hey, she taught me how to be an effective communicator because I had to let her know how I was feeling and that I didn't like it. So you always want to look for the positive in those bad situations. And then you want to ask for forgiveness, look for the positive in those situations, look for your lesson. And then I really think you need to seek counseling. And I know (gasps) counseling, the dreaded counseling word, but I think counseling will really help you get more focused and it'll, it'll help you get out of your mind. Because sometimes when you're in your mind and it's going the way that it's going and it's intense all the time and you're constantly replaying it, you need to switch it with another lens. And a therapist has something called unconditional positive regard. So whatever you say to this counselor, they're not looking at it in a judgy way like you may be doing it because our hardest critics are often ourselves. We are our hardest critics sometimes. And even in that situation, how could I have been so stupid? I should have known she cheated, lied. No, you're not a a super sleuth. Your name is not Inspector Gadget. You should not have known because normal people do not cheat and they do not lie, right? So always remember that. Always remember that, you know, women, women, not all women are bad. You just got a, got yourself a hold of a couple of bad ones. And now that you know what to look for, you stay away from them. 
but I think that you don't hate women. I think that you just need a break from women. And hey, I think a lot of people in society don't realize that it's okay to take a break from the opposite sex. It's okay to just, you know, wave the white flag and go, you know what? I I don't want to date. I don't want to look at porn. I don't want to do anything but focus on my self-care, my needs, which is me taking a nice hot shower, (laughs) laying on my couch, eating ice cream and Netflix and chilling. Or if it's not that, I think you said you're a fitness person. So maybe it's you going to the gym, picking up a couple um, games of squash ball or whatever it is that you like to do and just working that out, coming home and reading a good book or just decompressing in your own way. But don't ever be ashamed to be alone. Because when you're alone, you're never alone. You have you and you can fix you. You can help you. You can talk to you. What do I like in a woman? Because that's what you said. You know there is a queen out there for you. What if there is a queen out there for you, but you're just so hurt and you're using the lenses of hurt that you cannot see her because she's using a lens of love. Uh Uh-huh. So you taking a break and getting some of that toxicity out of your life, it will change the way you look at life. It will change your lens. So then it won't be hatred. It will be, okay, I've looked through the lens of forgiveness. I've looked through the lens of clarity. So now I can look through the lens of love and I can see my queen and I'm there for her in a way that I never thought I would be. And when you get to be with your queen, you can tell her, girl, you don't know. what I have been through honey to get to you honey I have been trying to get to you and I had to go through all these other raggedy assholes but I'm here mama I'm here and she'll appreciate that because then she can then go oh honey you went through that I went through that too I had so many toes I had to kiss I had to kiss a bullfrog I had to kiss a Brazilian black frog I had to kiss what looked like a toe but it wasn't even a toe boo you know you guys can laugh at that and you can really appreciate that relationship with your queen and you guys can rule y'all's kingdom together in love and peace so you know that's my answer and I hope that I helped you out in some way with it. Well, that's all the time we have. Until next time, remember, be good or be good at it. Bye.